Here's something I didn't know. Um, do you have a pair of glasses you like? Yes, like, these. like the ones you're wearing right now. Those. <laughs> There's three numbers on the side of it, and those numbers help you uh, pick new glasses if you use those numbers. Usually, like a. Where's mine's the number o, at? Zero zero five fifty and twenty. Or no, sorry, uh, 50, 20, 145, I think. This is like Where are the numbers years. located at? Oh, I found them. He's found them. Those numbers determine the, like, I think it's the bridge, the length, and the width or something. And Get the fork you, out of here. If you pick another oh, pair boy, of glasses yeah. that have similar numbers to that, you'll actually, it'll fit perfectly. That's incredible. <laughs> wow. We got what that on. I'm putting that right in the beginning. This whole <laughs> one minute, <laughs> 20 recording. seconds. Oh, yeah. Well, so, like, I'm mine are, right okay, mine are 51, 20 to 144. And 44, because mine have the adjustable nose. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wait, what was yours? Say it again. 51, 20 to 144, and 44. Oh, mine's... I can't even read without my glasses on. 53, 21, 150. Oh, yeah, so 21, yeah, because yours doesn't have the adjustable. No, solid. Solid slate. SSD. Yeah. Yeah. Learn something All new every right. day. You're listening to The John Key Show, hosted by three Korean American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean American, and more. And now, here's your hosts, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the John Chi Show. I am Patrick Armstrong here with KJ Rilke and Nathan Nowak. How are you fellas doing this fine morning, afternoon, evening? This fine <laughs> One of those time times. of day. Yes. Fantastic. Because it's your birthday and that is something we're celebrating. Happy birthday. Yeah, Patrick. birthday boy Patrick. I'm not going to sing to you, you because that's very oh, long. That's true. But happy birthday. <laughs> Remember that time we, we all sang for Jerry? <laughs> I do remember. No. Wait, no, what? I don't remember. Yeah, we all sang to Jerry and sent him the call? video. No, we oh, sang yeah, it I and do then remember we cut that. it, and then we all <laughs> at do, the end sang it together. Yeah, oh, I do remember I'm gonna that. Go find that. It was great. Oh man, what a that feels. So then KJ and I were like, we don't like to give gifts, so we are not going to participate anymore. I was just talking about gift giving, actually. Um, yep, we are the John Chi Show boys. And uh, we are back for another episode. Thank you to everyone who is returning with us and all of our new listeners. Appreciate you. Nathan, Great. for any of those new listeners, what does John Chi mean? John Chi means to feast or celebrate. And we are feasting and celebrating with each other and uh, uh, with our uh, shared identities as Korean adoptees and with guests who have similar identities and experiences or different experiences and we feast we're not experienced on the show we're not experienced <laughs> we run the we game out of experiences. experiences or we try to it's hard to be yes. exhaustive when there are yeah. so many experiences yeah and yeah we eat or drink so you'll have to stick around to find out which one specifically we, we eat or drink a korean thing oh, yes. usually i don't just like eat a hamburger how many times do you think we've had a non-Korean item on the show? Three times. Three, three times? times? Yeah, it's not that three many. Times. That was really specific right off the, like, a new video. Which, which item? He's been counting. I, just, I knew it was low. We had a, a Taiwanese thing. We might have had a Vietnamese thing. And then really? we might have had... I think had, we have a Japanese thing. I think well, once. I was going to say, we might I have had, like, had a, a Japanese snack. two yeah. Japanese snacks related to their Korean counterparts. So, like, Pocky mm-hmm. and Pepero. Or like the oh, haichu yeah. and the maichu. So. We also had a Japanese like wafer, didn't we? Like one of the one oh, that pink yeah. wafer one was Japanese I think it was the pink wafer one. Yeah. All right. See, okay. I remember stuff. I remember <laughs> stuff about the show that we do together. But the new listeners don't. This is welcome to Inside Baseball with the John Chi Boys. That's just how it's we run it. It's all new experiences. It's all new snacks. All new snacks. All new experiences in 2023. That's what we're doing this year. Um, and this is also the year of the guest list, where we get through the guest <laughs> list for people that filled the form out uh, we in catch a previous up. life. <laughs> <laughs> we catch up with the guests, and 
today is no exception. We have another guest on the show. Nick Green joins us. KJ, what do you remember about the conversation and what can you share with our listeners? No spoilies. Yeah, no spoilies. This one was fun. Uh, This one had a different vibe. I feel like we've had like the past three, well, including Nick, the past three guests have all kind of had different rhythms and had different energies, which is uh, really exciting and and wonderful to hear. Um, Nick is calling in from the Bay Area. So we hit all four time zones talking and... uh, yeah, we just talk about his experience growing up in that area, how he got connected with the adoptee community. He went on to like create some events and things just for the adoptee and, and Asian American community. But um, his story is like ours, different than everyone else's. Uh, which, I, yeah, it was just a, a nice. <laughs> I like that. Point of view. It was, it was a nice way to to hear it, and, and I'm really excited for everyone to to listen in. We had a good time. Yeah, well, I couldn't really sum it up any better than that. So. Without further ado, here is our interview with Nick Green. Welcome back to the John Chi Show interview portion time. We are honored with the presence of our guest today. (laughs) Not, Not yet, Nick. (laughs) <laughs> you nick, don't nick shame is, him like that he can drink if he wants to drink it's true you're welcome to drink during the interview portion as well <laughs> we don't dictate when folks drink and not drink i know that's that is true good point um but uh so there i already announced our our guest but today yes we have nick green with us uh um all the way from the west coast uh thank you so much for joining us nick very excited to be on this podcast. Um, I, I'm um, very. I'm learning these podcasts serve a lot for a community, just different walks of life, sort of fireside chat. So um, yeah, thank thank you for having me. Fireside <laughs> chat, that's nice. Why don't Why don't we think about that for? I don't know. I like that. That was a couple of years feel ago. Warm. We thought about that <laughs> <laughs> when it first came out. I think I deleted the app off my phone. Now that I think about it. Oh, Is I meant still- like. Like the <laughs> the actual fireside chat, yeah, the actual presidential fireside chats. Well, yes, that 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 as well, but not uh, just fireside or whatever. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. There's there was too many of them. What are we talking know. about right now? I don't know. <laughs> We're just rambling. This is what happens when you give me the opener. <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. All right, all right. I was letting you take a test run, but you know we're gonna hold. We're gonna pull that back. We'll let you go on the next one. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, agree. Reiterating what Nathan said, Nick, thanks for making the time to join us here. Um, as we start all of our interviews, would love for you to share as much or as little of your story as you'd like. Well, I was born in Korea. Um, anyone else? It's <laughs> my dad joke. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, kind of kind of where to start. Um, so I, I jumped headfirst into the adoptee community maybe two, two and a half years ago. Um, and if I do something, I do it 110%, you know, very Korean of me or us. Uh, so um, got involved with some events um, in San Francisco, kind of sat on it. And then COVID happened. Um, interestingly, just like in our setting, um, one of the board members, Alex Woon, um, did something called Soju Talks, where it's like a virtual happy hour so again, like COVID challenged everyone to kind of, you know, think about themselves more deeply. And I, on a whim, I, I did Soju Talks and it was fun. I connected a lot. It felt wholesome, um, especially during COVID in the early days where, you know, it was a, it was a challenge. And um, I, you know, since then, I, I, threw a, <laughs> I threw a Soju Talk of my own at my place, um, threw a few events, and then we did Beta LA. So I, I, I I kind of like just threw myself in because there's, I mean, this community is awesome. I, you know, there, for so many reasons, um, it's not just our shared experience and just, you know, we relate to each other really well, but I actually find like we all kind of grow up differently and have all these unique things that we can share with each other. Um, you know, uh, Patrick's sexy bear, Barry Manilow voice. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> nice. Uh, we were yeah, all thinking nice. it. Yeah, it's yeah. I appreciate that compliment. Sure, sure. yeah, I got a backhanded compliment for you too. It's it's, it's coming. <laughs> Damn. And then and then, um, Nathan, um, your Lego collection because you know I kind of nerd out on that. 
um, you know, I have to say, yours is pretty impressive. And then KJ, <laughs> like I, um, I, I'm excited to get to, you know, meet you someday and find, you know, cause I find like we all have these very interesting backgrounds. Um, and you guys, I've, I'm starting to listen more and more of the podcast and it's fun. It's, it's, uh, it sheds light on stuff and it keeps it light, which I appreciate very much. Yeah. You can join in uh, with some Noribong uh, with KJ since I know I saw you do it at con last year. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't we think I'm that good them. at karaoke or Noribong. People, I think people assume that I would be, but I'm like, I don't like, like someone asked me, he's like, Hey, what's your karaoke song? I'm like, I don't, I don't have one. That's a hard question to, to answer. I don't know how to do it that. Is. They're like, no, no, no. What's your go-to? I'm like, I don't know. It's in the mood. I don't know. So, um, Nick, you, I, I resonate with your journey because, you know, I think my start was also about two and a half years ago and like you 110% or maybe it's a Korean thing. I don't know. Um, but definitely just all the way in, um, especially, or for me in particular, just, you know, feeling like I have 30 years of making up to do. And I also have like, I can trace back to like the exact moment, what was happening kind of like catalysts for sending me on this journey. So I was wondering if you could share was there any particular moment or thing or feeling that you had where you're like, Ooh, this is what I need to start exploring? Yeah. Uh, very good question because I think there are more late bloomers such as ourselves. Um, so <laughs> I, I like to reflect on it and everyone has their own way of uh, looking at it. So um, I did like a cat event um, like five, six years ago, there was a French adoptee who now lives in Amsterdam that does jujitsu. And she was like, oh, you know, there's other people like us. And I was like, okay, very curious. It took a lot of courage to go to that event. It was a potluck. It was like a job interview. I mean, I was like very nervous, mm. um, but people are very welcoming. But uh, the thing I want to bring up was I wasn't really truly interested. I wasn't really invested in taking the leap. And um, I kind of find that it's the matrix analogy. It's like red pill, blue pill, where you know, we, we kind of go down this rabbit hole and get challenged and prompted with how much further we go. And, um, you know, I find a lot of holistic things that um, serve me well and are fulfilling. And part of it might also be like my age. I'm 41. So there's there's a there's a piece of it that's like, you know, me, you know, really it's it's sort of like a second phase of like who am I, you know, you know, like a second, you know, like how we have these um, sort of milestones of manhood and, mm. you know, we kind of question things. So to me, um, I, it, you know, it, it, it was much more meaningful and important that I do this. Um, and so I guess the next, the, so the, the one that got me really involved was uh, the Soju talks and it wasn't deeply spiritual. It wasn't like someone opened up, I opened up, Hard on our sleeves. It just felt like coming back to like a like a hometown where you know everyone and you're kind of like, this is easy, it's comfortable. Because a lot of our life is kind of navigating, you know, being different and how to be a chameleon. Um, so yeah, that that's sort of in a nutshell what stood out to me. Did you do a lot of those or did and how how frequent were they? Yeah, I mean you know, that event was like five years ago. It's funny because um, I, I truly believe people remember a lot of details about a lot of things because they, they, they stand out. Um, so I remember like a lot of details about that potluck, right? Like there, <laughs> um, what stood out was there was like a young 20-year-old adoptee girl who like went through some stuff like being like ostracized and, you know, like a black sheep growing up. She had a very good head on her shoulders and a, like a grandmother, like adopted in her sixties, really nice husband that worked, actually worked for 23andMe. And she, um, she, uh, she, she felt like the world, she's a victim to the world and the world was like a harsh place on her. And we weren't probing or we didn't really, you know, we weren't trying to be antagonistic, but when it came down to like what happened to her, nothing really terrible happened that I know of, right? It just, it's all perception. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is <laughs> I, that's sort of the nature nurture and also like lemon out lemonade out of lemons, right? Like you kind of see how people take our, 
our upbringing are, you know, being different and is a glass half empty or half full. Um, yeah. And then I, you know, I did an event where I met um, Tommy, Sonny, Brian Overton, one of the founders of AKSF, Donald um, Bearden, and they're all great people. And they all like, it's just this interesting thing. Like we're all very different us four on this call, but we're actually very similar. You know, like we, I can share my feeling about something and you'd probably 100% feel this, you know, like have the same empathy for how I feel knowing what you guys know. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that empathy is something that, especially in the adoptee community, runs very deeply. I think we all naturally kind of take on the role of empath whatever in whatever situations we end up in because we are trying to like almost make up for whatever feelings that we've lost from the initial separation. I don't know really what that means or how to better or more eloquently explain it, but that's how I'm going to describe it. Um, and I think that or we all have unique stories and experiences, um, despite sharing that identity of adopt or of being Korean adoptees. But there are a lot of things that run similar through our stories. And for me, you know, again, I resonate with uh, this sense of like just having to dive right in because there's so much time where you don't have a connection, and that you're not even asking the question of like, what am I missing in my life? that's causing me to feel a certain type of way. Um, did you have anything like, did you ever, did you ever feel like you were struggling with that coming up before you had even went to that first CAD meeting prior? Yeah. Was that something that you were like going through or was it more of just like in the yeah. background, not really thinking about it until you got to a certain point? Yeah. Um, so yes and no, I'll explain why. Um, so, some people care very, like think, you know, like at an early age, they're thinking very much about, you know, this gap in their life. And, you know, some people go to Korean culture camp, right? That's a way that fulfills that. Some of them, it's like this yearning where, um, you know, it's like, it's a very homogenous Caucasian town. So they, they it's like, we, they just aren't exposed to it. Um, <clears throat> I'm not trying to itemize like all those types of scenarios, but um, I got, ex I studied Japanese in uh, middle school. So there, mm -hmm. there was, a, I, you know, I loved anime. So, and then, you know, they're rice rockets. So I did the the import scene. I had like a Honda Accord that had like 110 horsepower. But to me, it was like a Ferrari. Um, just didn't have a red color. Um, just, it was rust. That was the red color. So um, I had that sort of experience and it was a diverse town in the Bay Area. So, um, you know, the, the Asian thing I was exposed to in um, middle school and high school and then, you know, when I studied Japanese and, you know, the whole anime stuff, like I, I studied it into college and I went to, I actually studied in Japan in high school for a period of time. So, so when, yeah. And what's interesting about that is when I went to Korea, like I went in a, I went in a goal program, uh, a motherland tour, right. Mm. There was one girl that lived in Iowa and she lived in a town of like a thousand people. Right. So I could see her, her get off the train and like look around and just be like, ah, uh, you know, in awe or mouth, jaw open. And I was like, okay, it's like Japan, the, just the cult, cultural stuff's different, you know, but there, you know, it appeared, it was just familiar ground to me because I've probably been to Japan like maybe like eight or nine times. So I didn't really have that, but I would say these last two years, I have got more into like, like I did a Korean, I did a call, uh, like a cooking class, um, you know, the motherland tours are very good at exposing you to like Korean culture. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm actually doing a Korean level one Korean language class with me in Korea. So I'm playing the catch up right now, you know, doing what I can, you know, and I got a full-time job, so it's, it's incremental. So you're busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You fit it but in you know, where you can get it in. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. So I'm, I'm looking over your form, you know, you talk about being in the Bay area, like middle school, high school, which is right around like maybe a little after when you moved. Um, and like, to me, that area is like you said, is very diverse. But, uh, when I was up in like San Francisco, I got to go to like the Chinatown, whatever. And, you know, uh, and I just, I'm thinking about kind of like the demographic makeup of that area. Like when I go to LA, 
obviously I'm, I'm there usually for like a show related reason. So like we kind of try to go to Korea towns and then here in Dallas, there's like Korea towns, but like the Bay area with the Chinatown like that, I'm like, Oh man, there's just like, there's that. And then you bring up like the Japanese influence and things like that. And um, I also watch a lot of anime. So I'm like taking in the same thing. And, and I know like, you know, to your point of similarity, I was like, okay, so grammatically it's very similar. So like I can, so I'm like, better at understanding Japanese because I've studied Korean or whatever, but do you ever feel like it's like, not like that you get it mixed up, but like does having, especially like those East Asian influences, does it make it hard or like, does it like change how you think about being Korean or or entering into maybe like Asian Americana, you know, culture and stuff? Or is that just like, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it just, it it all is part of the, what makes us us. Yeah, you know, that's that's another good prompt uh, because, like, you know, I I never really was like hardcore Korean. I was never really representing, you know, Japanese culture. You know, also San Francisco is like so diverse. You know, everyone wears different flavors of everything. Um, yeah, but I, you know, and I I find that like, uh, you know, yeah, no, it's a really good question. Um, I did okay, so I could find photos of it. I did the Kangta hair where you have spiky in the back and then these two long bangs and blonde, like oh, kind of blonde. Yeah, nice yep. lesson. So so I did that. <laughs> I just think of that as like Goku hair. Like, yeah, I'm just thinking yeah. of like Super Saiyan with the one yeah. bang or yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Good thing you're not recording this because I'm balding right now. So like, you know, <laughs> oh look, I said uh, it. for the listeners so, at home, he has a, f- yeah. a gorgeous head of hair. Full yes. head of hair. It is yeah. the longest, thickest hair I've probably ever seen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Michael what, Bolton. Yeah. What's that? Uh mane and tail? That's uh that's my jam. Yeah. Third plus for Koreans. Um yeah, and, and so like, you know, I didn't really do too much on the like I'm just it's fun to talk and reflect because you guys can kind of like think of your past and like things that like you know remind you of like the past like i remember like when i was in college i was, I was talking to chris dietrich about this because he, he and i have opposite upbringings like mm. i partied hardcore in high school like blackout and then college i was i'm a neuroscience major all i did was study i didn't party like at all um and chris was opposite like he just kind of like you know wild went wild um i was really introverted um uh, i bring that up because you know the korean thing so some 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 frat tried to rush me pineapples pie alpha pie um it's it's predominantly korean at uc i went to uc davis mm. and the funny thing is like a lot of like you know black shirt jeans you know like yeah. like tough you know like plain you know like tight you know like the korean rappers and one of them like at a like they they, they kind of poached me but i wasn't like looking and they're like oh like oh we could get you any girl you want i was like you can't like yeah but the, the funny thing is like i was just that was sort of like reminded me that we have this sort of like young kind of like arrogant egotistical you know side and i got in fights in school so i even saw it come out you know we got temper like here we are like you know we've come a long way but i just i can reflect on how you know upbringing and influence you know kind of yeah I, that's me- my memories right because other than that i didn't really do too much on the Korean cultural side. You know, I just realized when you said that uh, you went to UC Davis uh, and you said you were 41, you were actually probably there at the same time my wife was. <laughs> ah, um, no. 2000 to 2004. Okay, yeah. 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 yeah, she would have, I think she would have been there... Yeah, probably about that time. Um, I just had yeah. the strong urge to be like, "Oh, did you know her?" And then like, I know, I know. Like, and that's like, 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 "Well, go get her like, and ask." Oh, well, my friend is in jail. Like, you're Korean. My friend is in Korea. You know another Asian girl named Yeah, crap. She was always country line dancing at the grad, though. So I don't know if you ever went. I know that place. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was too Asian to go inside there. Yeah. No, I wouldn't go in there because I countries like it back then. Oh, well, yeah, she was into, and there's there were a few other Asians she said there, but um, yeah. I I know Nick, you you're really into um martial arts, and you were saying jujitsu is that the specific um um art that you follow? Uh, yeah, wow. I um, yeah, I, I did break dancing, like you know, we all take up different hobbies. So were you a b boy? Uh, I was a b boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, totally. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm Incredible. much heavier, so. 
Um, I don't want to wake up my neighbors downstairs when I dance, but um, <laughs> yeah, like high school, college, I danced a ton. Um, I actually ended up getting joint problems because I'm uh, like I'm bigger, more like you know thicker body type. So wear and tear wise, um, some breakdancer friend was like, oh well, you know we're getting older. Jiu-jitsu is great because you you know it's a slower sport. You don't have these like crashing injuries like in dan- break dancing um and I, I picked it up real quick like it it actually suited my body type um so yeah i did jujitsu for quite a while um did you, yeah. did you ever have any ulterior m- not ulterior motives but <laughs> when you started jujitsu did you always think oh i'm doing this and it's you know it's a martial arts i should learn a martial arts because i'm asian because i sometimes felt that way when i yeah. did table tennis i got yeah. that stereotypic um like you're doing you know, you're doing an Asian sport. You yeah. should be oh, good. Oh, of at course this. he's good at this. Yeah. Right. He's Asian. yeah. Did you yeah. ever feel that at all? <laughs> I did uh well, I did Taekwondo. My parents put me in a Taekwondo okay. class when I was like in fourth grade, fifth grade, uh, with like my best friend at the time. And um I had no interest in Taekwondo. I actually I actually I mean, my parents aren't really like this, but you know, being woke like we are now, I could have I could have like thought about like I'm Korean. I'm adopted. I'm at a Korean martial arts place. Really, mom and dad? <laughs> really? You trying to say something? You know, but um, I, um, you know, I just was young. So I, um, and we, my friend and I goofed off all the time. So I guess, you know, ignorance is bliss because I, you know, I was just, you know, pull my finger with my friend when they're like having to break boards. Uh, but I did that like two years and then didn't really do martial arts. Um, do you guys do Taekwondo? I mean, my son does. I did for a year, uh, because I felt like I needed to, to be properly Asian. Uh, and then I was like, I don't like this. It's a bunch of white people in my church. So (laughs) yeah, I did karate for like maybe two years, but I did not care for it. Um, I feel like I, I did la- like it, but I actually didn't like it when I look back on it. I'm like, nah. uh, I didn't like it. That I only great. lasted like three months, I think. That was problematic. <laughs> well, but I think it's yeah, one of those things, too. three months, too. <laughs> yeah. I think it's one of those things, too. Like, felt like a year. <laughs> like, uh, you know, like, like Nathan, like you were talking about, you're like, oh, no, I felt I, I played ping pong, but I also felt like I was supposed to be good at ping pong because yeah. Asian, you know? And and I think that's like you you talk about nature versus nurture. And I, I my my question with um growing up in a diverse area and not like being korean but not really like leaning into that was just like how do you i guess how do you see yourself now like one of the things that i wrestle with is like i take in a lot of japanese content because i just like watching you know anime i like that like way of storytelling whatever um i i do listen to like korean music and, and you know all these kinds of things but i'm like so i have this strong sense of like all right i i am korean but i don't know like what it means to be asian american a lot of the asian american culture that i take in is east asia you know so like i've got all these things and i've got this idea of like who i'm supposed to be sort of or like who people think i'm supposed to be but i'm also like trying to work that out on my own so at this point in your life and in your journey what does that look like given kind of all of these different influences of quote-unquote asianness and koreanness yeah, I mean, th- these are great talks because it's you, you're prompting me to think about things, and it 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 kind of resonates more when you ask me about it, and I when I was oblivious before. So, for example, like, yeah, I don't I don't really know if I would say I'm really Asian, um, even though I like Asian things. Also, in yeah. this day and age, like anime is so popular, K-pop, like you know the whole K K and like music industry, and like you know we're we're the bees knees right now. Um, I will say this, like the way I got brought up, like we never really had formal dinners. Like it was TV dinners, watch Star Trek Next Generation. That was like family super informal. You know, there's like dirt tracks into the like the rug because we don't take off our shoes. So sort of upbringing wise, I had a Vietnamese friend um, that lived in South San Jose, like very Vietnamese family where um, I think like, I put my foot on, like, we were watching TV. I put my foot on the um, the coffee table, <laughs> you know. Um, I think I cursed once. And his <laughs> quiet Vietnamese mom was like. Gave you that look. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, <laughs> you were yeah, like, and then, I see that I've made a terrible error. Back. 
yeah i was just like yeah so i just I, I i didn't know any of the cultural stuff you know like the quiet politeness you know um i just i had gum like we were gonna eat dinner i was eating i was eating gum i was like put it under the table i was like who the fuck is this guy oh part of my french um you know what i'm saying like you know the mom's like and he's like he's adopted oh oh and he gets passed. <laughs> yeah, because like, I was you saw totally, his parents, it would all make sense. Like, uh. It was just funny because, like, Asian culture, you could see, I could see the dichotomy. Like, I'm sort of that wild, fun friend, right? Where, you know, like, sort of that white friend in disguise, like, you want to see a dead buddy? <laughs> like that. But, um, you know, like, you know, that my friend is like, oh, it's fun and exciting. But uh, yeah, it just that, that stood out to me. And I was like, fifth grade or so, like, we made Vietnamese spring rolls. And um, I think, you know how Asian culture, like they'll do it all together, like a family setting. They'll roll them, dip it in water, put mm-hmm. them aside for dinner. My dumb ass was like eating them after I made them. Like <laughs> I'd roll it. You know how it's like a like a system, and I just like, mm. and the mom's like, uh, uh, no, no, we, this is for later. And I was like, oh, sorry, <laughs> we TV dinners. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, that was um, I think she has trauma from that. Mission accomplished. Uh- <laughs> Totally resonate with the TV dinner, informal, sit in front of the TV and watch it. I think we were probably watching the George Lopez show. Uh, Maybe the Bernie Mac show. That might have been on at the time of dinner. Uh, Great show. R.I.P. Bernie Mac. Um, What was I going to say? Okay, I do remember now. Um, Something I'm really interested in with your story in particular is just, again, not only the resonance of kind of the timelines of our journeys in particular, but just how much you've leaned into community uh, specifically, and especially like supporting other people, joining a bunch of different organizations and just trying to be as involved as you possibly can. Um, And then thinking about it in the context of like growing up in the Bay area, again, being exposed to and having engagement with Asian culture to some form or fashion and not necessarily that being, like a dominant issue within your, within your mindset for a period of time. Um, over the last two and a half years, what have you unpacked or learned about yourself from an adoptee standpoint, an adoptee's perspective that has either surprised you or I don't know, just caught you off guard in a way that you weren't expecting uh, as you went on this journey, particularly again, from the adoptee perspective. Yeah. That, uh, Great question. Um, I'll say I'm still in the, I'm still figuring it out. It's still a process. Um, you know, I, I, the more I talk to adoptees, we kind of, kind of, we, I learned because I, I could see things in them that stand out that they may not even see and vice versa. Right. Mm. Um, I'm friends with Kiyomi and Kiyomi is like, you have walls because I did a podcast with her and honestly, I held back a lot. And part of it is also like, I wasn't ready for sharing it. Sure. Um, so to, to like, and it's actually, it's funny. Cause like, some of this is like real things. Uh, one of them is, you know, what's it like savior syndrome or the, 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 the topic of codependency, you know, mm. that, that rubs off on me. And part of it might be adoptee related. Part of it also is, um, nurture. Uh, you know, my, my father's heavily, um, and this kind of ties into my adoptive family. Right. So, um, Kiyomi and I talk as friends a good amount. And um, what's interesting is, you know, it helped a lot because I realized, you know, there's a big, heavily, heavy factor of codependency in my life, uh, the savior complex or whatever you call it, where um, my, 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 fa- like my mother is a bit of uh, an alcohol abuser, you know, and, but also she other, she also abuses other substances. And it's actually had a pretty big toll. And, you know, my father's Irish. So I've been up raised sort of to like, you don't talk about your feelings, you don't share stuff, right? But at the same time, the more you share, the more you'll find that people have very similar experiences and, you know, they're not in a vacuum. So, um, and for reference, like I want to, the degree of it is like, like I, I still recall like maybe 13 was the first time my mom like vomit, like alcohol poisoning, vomit on herself, pills, called the ambulance. I was basically like like deer in headlights. And it happened again, like a year later. 
Um, you know, she's had multiple falls, broken, broken like like her wrist, her fingers. I've had to drag her into bed multiple times, right? Um, you know, where for me to really come to terms and be open about this, right? And sort of ignoring it, I realized that even my father has challenges with is he, you know, this is my word, is he he enables her mental crutches, right? And it's also another theme of boundaries, which is, you know, I need to understand to set boundaries with people, right? So to that point, um, you know, I, um, and this this is like, I've been on and off with my mom for, for years, right? This is like probably since 25 years ago, right? This is a long time of a lot of me tolerating how she's been, um, is like, you know, the, the topic of estrangement, right? And I've, I've learned actually a really good friend of mine I never really thought about this, how to love someone from a distance, right? But you have to, because people can really take a toll on you. And, you know, and it's not our responsibility to take, you know, take on that for people. People really have to take accountability and look within. So I found that um, my mom, this also comes down to another question, which is, do people change, right? I've heard, I honestly, I'll have showed you with you guys, you know, maybe I'll ask this again. I have talks with other adoptees, like ones I met in Sweden and, Denmark, asking this question, drunk or not drunk, right? And I've heard it all, right? And I don't have a good answer because I've heard people say, well, they're capable of change, right? But I, I don't know. It's just still this, it's a, it's sort of Schroeder's cat. I don't know really what the true answer is. Um, so anyways, that's that's a little bit about like, you know, stuff that I reflect on, um, the boundaries, codependency, um, you know, and it's also, it's the red, this is also why this is a serious topic because um, ignorance is bliss. I see adoptees kind of realize that these are heavy topics and shy away, and they're not wrong for that. They're not right for that either, right? It's just how much we look into this. Um, so those are, I guess those are themes. And then there's a lot of great themes, you know, like I, I wouldn't be anywhere else. I, I find a lot of joy and value in this community. Um, but so I, anyways, I kind of ranted, uh, but as you can see, that was on my mind. This is the adoptee rant show, I believe. Like, this is where adoptees come to rant in fun ways. Um, well, yeah, and I think too, it's like, it's just about, you know, wherever you are on the journey. And if that's yeah. the thing that's like yeah. taking up your brain space right now, then like, let's talk about it. Because yeah. if it's taking up your brain space, it will like, we want to be uh, a way to help people process yeah. that. And like you said, you know, like sharing that and talking about that as, as tough or as hard as it can be, I think ultimately does lead to good things. Um, and ultimately totally. is, is so important, um, not just for the person sharing it, but for, for those of us who, uh, have the privilege of hearing it to be like, Oh man, what does that, what does that mean for me? And, and how do I wrestle with those things? And even though I don't have maybe the same exact experience, I still have to wrestle with like things about codependency or saviorism or those kinds of things. And yes, yeah, so I, I think it's, it's absolutely, it's a great thing to hear you talk about that. Agree. Opens the dialogue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the great things about the, uh, you know, the adoptee community that, uh, that I like is finding stories that are, that are similar or different or just people that you can talk to and kind of feel that, you know, you're not being judged if you talk about these things that, that you went through or somebody, um, you know, that you usually want to talk about just like a, a topic or something like that. Th these are all things that I think that the community is very open and, 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 you know, something that I love about it. I know you've really jumped into it, as you were saying, you've, you know, you, you, you uh, help out with uh, AKA uh, SF and you know, I know you were at con last year and you're, I mean, what other kinds of community things are you doing and what kinds of things have you found as a benefit of, of those communities? Yeah, totally. Uh, Tommy Gensel, the president of AKA of ICA, um, he told me, Venmo me an undisclosed amount of money if I, I say this. So ICA, I'm now an ICA rep. Um, Tommy and I talk once in a while, and I, I think um, what's funny is uh, he uh, I met him early on, and it's funny how we all touch each other's lives, you know. And I think that th these are these like very long term friendships, and I could see it with veterans that have been here much longer than I. I've met some that, you know, it can conference like uh, um, it's reunions, right? It's people like how are your kids, you know, like how you know what's what, what you've been up to the last three years and you know, these long-term friendships. Uh, so uh, one is, um, yeah, so to answer your question, AKASF, um, been a board member for a year and a half, um, pretty good cohesive group. Um, 
it, it's balanced too. We, we tend to do a, a variety of events, right? Like it could be stuff, legal stuff, mental health issues, um, documentaries, you know, connecting people with each other. Um, I, I could rep, uh, I became, I could rep maybe like half a year, a year ago, again, jumped in there. Um, ICA is sort of like, it's like, it, it's funny because it's a big organization. It's been around a long time. There's a lot of countries, but it's also, it's like a lot of people still don't know what it is. Or, you know, like there's still a lot of organizations that, you know, you know, it, my, my qualm is that, you know, ICA, I, I want to see how people can interact more with ICA because ICA puts stuff out there. They want to be a resource for the community top down. Um, but again, like, you know, there's a lot to our community. It's, it's, uh, it's almost like too much crowding. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go to Ica this July. Uh, Patrick, I think you're there going to go. You. Yeah. Uh, word up. Um, KJ, Nathan, hopefully you guys, <laughs> you guys come there as well. I got to get um, my passport sorted, but also probably okay. not this year. <laughs> okay. Maybe you, next year. year. With next or without year. Ica. So. Word. Heck yeah. Wow. Heck yeah. <laughs> Dramatic, piano. <laughs> Dramatic piano. Dramatic piano. Smallest violin. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Korea is always going to be there. Um, it I, I it was my first time going last year and it was amazing. So I'm going to go there for a month this year. Uh, I'm also going to go to Can Conference. That was great. Uh, Nathan, I think that you had some sort of like um, event, you know, role with the event and, you know, like coordinating with it. Um, I was pretty impressed, you know, because I, I don't know how much you're involved with Can, but um, I, I like how they do things. I compare notes a little bit in a good way where, you know, like the, like, so I'm part of the creative arts program for ICA. And um, the funny thing is, is, um, you know, we do proposals too. Right. And I like how you guys had like an info session where people could, could do Q and A, right. And get feedback from Can. It's very interactive. You guys have a lot of channels for people to ask questions and participate. Um, you know, you know, that, that I could, could take a good page out that book. Um, so creative arts program, I'm going to, me and Kim Kaminsky are coordinating that. Uh, so, so just to, to, to tantalize a little bit, it might be on an island on the Han River, sort of like a, like a mm. festival style island. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good acts, a lot of people that have like some like, you know, art exhibits. Um, I'm plugging it, but it's, it's going to be good. There's, there's some art installations, poetry, uh, writing workshops, comic books, like uh, Nikki Often is one of them. You know, it's hard to remember everyone. Uh, AKA Dan got accepted. Uh, so he's going to do a new re- new performance, like hip hop performance. Nice. Oh, I uh, hope it's a mixture of comedy and hip hop. Dan, if you're listening, <laughs> oh. comedy and hip hop, please. Dan, <laughs> collab, collab. Yeah. So, and also I'll, I'll throw this because you guys have good reach with your podcast. Um, and this is actually recent. We were talking about this. Um, we wanted to get more performers to highlight their talents. Because we're going to have probably a very huge stage, um, auditorium stage for, you know, that to happen. So I remember can conference, there was like, you know, Midnight did the dance thing. Like, you know, the, 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 the K-pop dance routine, interactive thing. Um, there was a musician, right? So Jordan. I'd say, yeah, Jordan. Oh, yeah, Jordan. Yeah, if, if people have some stuff they want to do, um, you know, informally, yeah. just reach out to, to me or Ika and... And, you know, let's talk, let's, let's, let's get people out there. You know, we got a lot of cool things in our life. Yeah. Right on. Uh, Well, that's super exciting. And I am less than thrilled that I won't be going this year. Uh, (laughs) You're going to say considering maybe trying, but you immediately shot it down. Like, nah, nah. I don't know. I don't know. I'll pray about it. Um, We're (laughs) actually going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to jump into an old favorite and continue the discussion. Uh, So here is that break right now. Welcome back to the John Chi Show. Drinky, 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 drinky portion. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're, we're having a good conversation here with Nick Green, and we are going to jump into it still, but we wanted to take a break so that we could have a little uh, libations and, and, yeah, go from there. So we have done Soju before. Um, I believe it was our... Episode, episode three yeah so yeah. 
Um, but that was a long time ago. And, uh, and we thought we would revisit it because we have probably learned a few things about it. We have different brands. Um, and so, yeah, we'll each talk about what we have and then, you know, let's continue the conversation from, from there. Uh, Nick, what, what I, you sent a photo, you have a lot of soju, so you must be a connoisseur. What, what, what do you have? What, what is your favorite? What, you know, what, yeah, was your go-to? Yeah. So, so what's funny is I, um, you know, there's a lot of sugar in the fruity ones. So I actually, in going to Korea, I got more into the old school ones, like the Jinro, like, uh, fresh Mm, original. Yeah. So actually I like the very basic old school ones. Now I, I like the fruity ones. The the chocolate mint's good. Um, but when I was at H Mart, I saw these ones that I've never tried. So, um, one of them's charm soju, Spirits mm, distilled okay. from rice. Uh, never had this one. Uh, Sunham Charm Blue Soju. Blue. It's a. It's another one. Huh. Uh, Chum. Got a blue. Yeah, it's the same. Chum. That same uh, brand. Got a blue yeah. top though. Uh, the the Jeju one I have had. I actually didn't like it. Oh. Um, but different strokes, different folks. Um, there's this Day Sun one. Um, I was almost gonna do like a tasting like see oh uh, yeah just a, a flight my man is test. out here all the soju yeah yeah That's right i'm here and for then it. this this other one the traditional um just okay. says andong mm-hmm. korean traditional soju so yeah i've seen that one too yeah huh. ah. very traditional so, stuff that's cool yeah charm soju so i'll try it right now um bottoms up mother <laughs> <laughs> i'm with you i'm the i'm a I'm original flavor guy I don't like, OG. I mean, I like Patrick stuff that's flavored, but. <laughs> yeah, Pat so it's the good. OG. Yeah, but Pat, yes. Patrick, you have something that I have never seen before. Uh, it's rabbit flavored. <laughs> yeah, so this is a Soju Black <laughs> by Toki. Um, they started in, so I had this in Korea when I went in October, and we met the owner of this bar. It, they actually started in Brooklyn, I believe, in New York somewhere. I believe it was Brooklyn. And then ended up moving to or relocating to Seoul, their headquarters to produce there because they were importing the ingredients to make the soju. So now they're making it there directly. Um, Got to go to one of their bars. Really great stuff. Really amazing. Real strong. Gets you real drunk. Hmm. Is it really what? strong? Like it's yeah, I was going to say, what's the percentage? Normal? Normal? No, is it it's more normal. like a vodka? Or is it? It's the normal. Yeah. I don't know. There's numbers on here, but I can't read. So... <laughs> Is there anything like it's signaturely like known for? Like there's like spices and oak or bits of uh, rabbit tail? There or? might be. I think it's honestly in the way that they make it, but I am not I was drinking a lot oh, so when he was explaining the process <laughs> and I do not want yeah, to just, I do not want to slander the, the, the bar itself, uh the, the company itself by disparaging the process and misrepresenting it. So bottoms up. Well, I, I I am going to Oh man. I messed up. Woo! <laughs> it's, it's sake. Is that so, right? It's no, good. it's not even sake. So the mint chocolate, it's next to all the soju bottles, which I do have soju upstairs, so I can go around and get it. But it's not. But it's not. It's not soju. It actually says in English at the bottom, vodka with Woo! natural flavor added. Ugh. So like this mint chocolate, uh, is, I totally thought it was. Chocolate. I totally thought it was soju um, because it looks exactly like one of the yes. little bottles. It's but like it the fireball. Vodka. I know. Yeah. Now now I'm like, oh, dang, I'm going to be taking a shot of this by itself. And uh, <laughs> one of us will be much more far gone. Exactly he gets distracted I... by labels and Nick. things that look slightly different or potentially new that he's never tried before. Nathan's yeah, like, and I don't read the full label. <laughs> he goes right to the. Oh, it is actually blue, oh. too. It's blue? It's a blue color. I thought it was the bottle that's blue, but it's actually the liquid that's blue. Mm. Oh. That is that your first sounds time? Sounds like fluoride. This is my first time. It's good. It, I, I've tried it. I know. I was going to say it smells good, and I have uh, reports from somebody else who's had it. Uh, because you have uh, to like mint chocolate chip. And yeah, I guess. So who are you go. sending out to report back on this, on the flavor? Oh, <laughs> Ooh, actually, okay, it's not as strong release. as like vodka vodka. Like if this was like a, you know, 40% vodka, then I'd be, I'd be. If that was crying. made in Russia, it would be stronger. Yeah. No, this is only says 12.5%, but it is smoother than I expected it to be. 
and uh it's got a sweet a sweetness to it for sure is it smooth yeah. like butter yes <laughs> like oh that 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 does bring up my next uh question for nick actually it's a very important one too you're welcome um, do yes. I put butter uh, on my biscuit? Or what? No. How do you <laughs> feel about the uh, BTS Lego set? <laughs> oh, um, I didn't know that they did that. Um, <laughs> is, it, is, it a, is it a military? I didn't Are they yeah, all it, dressed in military garb? Like, no, it, just re- it was released today. It's uh, um, it's the, all the members, and they're in front of like this like disco donut cafe shop kind of thing. Um, I gotta check it out now. Disco like, Donut. It's been going around on the on the on the 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 TikToks and the Instagrams, and everyone's talked about it when it first was released. But today was the day it came out. So, well, the day we're oh. recording this, that is. Um, Nathan, just I, admit it. You own it, and you've already <laughs> built it. <laughs> you know, I I see a uh, I googled it. There's a BTK Killer Lego set. It's just like a crime scene. <laughs> oh, no, just kidding. Heck? I, I went was there. like, what the heck? <laughs> No, I'm just playing words. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, you know what it reminds me of? Remember, do you guys watch like, uh, was it like Today Show or Conan or Jimmy Kimmel? Like BTS did a performance in downtown LA. Oh, like on the a street. Live, like a live street. Yeah. On the streets, yeah. Yep. That's what that, this reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty random. I, I from what I've heard of people talking about it, some kind like, well, of donut cafe. It's going to be the minifigures. Yeah. Pretty much, people are just going to buy it for the minifigures, and maybe some of the BTS Army people will want it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they're going to have them sewn to their clothes, yeah, onto yeah. their on wow. tattooed onto their bodies. Yeah, I don't think I'll no be no shade to Army. Y'all no, are cool. Yeah. No, that's Army fine. Each their own. I don't have a bottle, but for my soju that I would have bought, I just wanted to bring this up. Um, the brand is Ching- Chon Chingu, which is Good Friends. I think it's interesting because that's all that the H-Marts carry or Zion Markets carry. Yeah, I saw um, that. But like, the the restaurants all have Jinro. So I don't know what up with that distribution there, um, but it's good. I like it. Uh, the flavors are good. Although I have found, uh, I don't know about the rest of you, I have found that I prefer unflavored soju, like just the original soju, when I eat Korean barbecue. Other times I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'll do either of them, but I don't want a flavored soju with Korean barbecue. No, I just definitely not. Yeah. Smart, smart. Other yeah. times though, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll just take just whatever soju is fine. Sure. Yeah, it, so, it pair, It's like clean. It pairs well, you know? Yes. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, last uh, last year for our live, we had the yogurt flavored. Oh yeah, that um, stuff was soju. good. That yeah. was actually really I good. I've never had actually had that before. Um, yeah, I was I was I was pleasantly uh, happy with that one. Um, Nick, you when we were talking earlier, you told me that you had actually had a gummy bear flavor of soju, and I, they, you said they were soaked or something. Explain that. I, this yeah. was in Korea. Um, you know what? I'll I'll find video or picture of it. You know, from it was from the Motherland tour. Um, Goal Dave from Goal and them brought us to a place, and I think it was a Jinro bottle. Where, um, what it is is, it's like it's like this, with like a little candy packet, you know, with gummy bears in it. Like it's attached. It's like with it. Oh, okay. And um, you know, me being a newbie, I'm like, what the hell? Like what? What? You know. Is it's like when you're drinking with your son or daughter, you're like, here you go, kids, go, go play with the waiter, you know, but actually, um, so one of the volunteers from goal was like, oh no. So what you do is like, you do shots, you put the gummies in, you let it dissolve and it's really good. Like it's, it's probably like, you know, like, um, like I think a lot of us like the natural ones, um, like, you know, like, uh, you know, so, so I tried it and, um, I actually saw a return to soul where I had gummies because mm-hmm. I love candy. Like I love Haribos. So with that, Emily Shoemaker and um, some of the other board and, you know, people like we we're all drinking it, like watching the movie in the dark. We smuggled, uh, somebody smuggled in. Soju, <laughs> not me. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I don't know. I looked down and suddenly there was soju in my lap. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty much. If you ask him like what happened when Nick came, that's what happened. You got gifted. <laughs> um, I like that. Yeah. So the funny thing is like, what, cause they're all like, you know, like it's a very great film and emotional. I was like popping in like, uh, gummies when they weren't looking, I was like, boop. Uh, but it was good. I, I, um, cause I haven't had it since Korea. Um, 
at, actually, I'm going to plant this seed. Um, so I don't know if you guys heard of the beta LA event. Um, it, it was amazing. Like it, we got adoptees from like Oregon, Minnesota, Texas, Arizona, uh, Chicago, like Chris Dietrich came, like a lot of people came. Um, Chris, you, event, you got Venmo me now. So um, we're, we're anticipating the next one being like 125, 150 people. We're going to probably add a day, make it like a three-day event. Um, it'd be interesting if, one, I think I can, you know, speak for the board. Um, if you guys are available, it's going to be mid or late September, probably a three-day event. Like people are going to come in like Thursday night, leave Sunday, you know, Koreatown, LA. Um, if you guys are open to like a live podcast, maybe even like a, a mukbang or like a, you know, like, hey, you bring out snacks and, you know, like. Oh, I know how to eat. Yes. Yeah. 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 Do the mukbang, you know, like like try the food out, you know, like have snack eating, you know, and we can even get stuff for the crowd, you know. So, um, anyways, just throwing that idea. Uh, it would be great if you guys came. I think, um, you know, I, I enjoy a lot of your your podcasts, and I think um, there's something here. So, so, yeah. Love to carry on that conversation off air, so no spoilies for the listeners. Um, but I actually, so I have a question now that we're in our John Chi Boys Do a Soju Hour unofficially section of the show. Um, one of the things that you said when you talked about like kind of getting connected and, and reconnected into this kind of adoptee scene, um, and, and I think it's so fascinating, you you said like, I don't know, you were just like, yeah, I went to this Soju Hour, just kind of said yes, but I found like, it felt like it was like coming home or just like really comfortable or something like that. What was it like, can you put your finger on what it was that made it feel so comfortable when maybe that wasn't an area, if I'm hearing you right, that wasn't like an area that you'd really spend time in or explored. Yeah. Um, again, uh, good question. Um, so I think as adoptees, we grow up in different environments and we learn how to navigate and how to adapt to them. Right. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a weird skill that we have, right? Because we know how to be in different crowds and whether it's like Caucasian or minority. Um, and I, I guess I bring that up because, um, you know, I, I, and this might be a little bit on the topic of identity. Um, the older I get, the more I am about being unapologetically me, right? Because for many, many years, I had to ascribe to different people, different groups, different employers, because that's what we have to do to adapt and survive, right? And I feel like maybe it's because I'm like 40, but um, I, you know, like the way I am with work, because I know I work hard, I, you know, if, if, if an employer doesn't like what I do, they can fire me. I'm not going to bend, bend, you know, bend the reed for them. So um, I bring that up because uh, I, I found that, um, you know, it's me actually recognizing that I've tried to fit, like, take myself in groups because we've all been there in like school, high school, or just, you know, and have to kind of like sit on our hands or just kind of nod our head, even though we can't relate to someone because we, this is what the world is, right? Um, I like that. And I just give reference to that because I've gotten really good at that. Right. Like I, um, and I think we all have, we've all been able to kind of understand and navigate it so that, you know, we could go to it, you know, like any type of setting. I feel like we're kind of getting good at just how to be around different types of people, you know, where we understand how to do that. It's a skill of ours. I like with a, like that, you know what's funny? I could do the Al Bundy thing. Maybe that's my weird analogy, right? Where I'm at home, I'm in a comfort place. I don't have to put on an act. Um, I can unbutton my first button, put my hand in here, and be amongst people that will accept me for being that way, and you know, embrace me because they're they feel that way because we cr I create that space for them too, and I think that's very powerful. I think. Um, one way to put it, and this is also jujitsu, is very similar, is um, it's a sanctuary. It's a place where we can really feel free because most of our life, we've always had to ascribe to others. Um, so that was that, like that nunchi, I guess, or that feeling. Mm, um, nunchi. 
Nietzsche, I just learned what that word is. Um, you know, so I, I think um, I, that's that's what resonates with me. You know, I, I'm on this quest and also, sorry, I know I'm talking a lot. Um, so, you know, I have this weird, maybe it's like a midlife crisis thing, but like, um, like I'm going to go, in, I'm going to go, Amanda Aslan is getting married. I'm going to be in Georgia for her wedding. Um, like you, it's like you guys too. I, I got to visit Texas. Indiana, like Indiana, probably not. No, I'm just um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. My <laughs> wife would want me to go to bat for Indy, but um, yeah. yeah, the rest of the state. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm yeah. coming up empty. <laughs> but but jokes aside, like you know, also I I really appreciate this community. There's a lot of like really deep friendships where, like you know, I've had like Eric Kemp slept by my place. You know, it's a fold out like a sleeper bed. You know, I really love this community for that fact, right? Like, I hope mm. to visit you guys soon. You know, I'm just going to look at Nathan's, like, Lego set, like, <laughs> you know, um, you know, and, um, you know, um, KJ, I'm pretty sure you're, you're in Texas. Like, your room is basically my whole apartment. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I guess what I'm saying is, like, I, I like that. Like, you know, I, I like this bonding and and community we have right and because it's you know to that point about the soju talks like how we're talking this is nice like what is it it's wednesday like i wouldn't be anywhere else you know like these moments right here like i don't know i i've had friends in my life right high school college whatever and different types of friends and they're good friends i just feel like right like just i feel very at ease I'm having a very good time and I value it with you guys because to me, I understand the, the, how much meaningful it is, you know, um, even if we're drinking vodka together, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I, I just want to plant that seed. You know, I, I hope that you guys come visit San Francisco, you know, cause you know, it's um, you guys are doing great stuff and I feel like, um, you know, we all, it, it's a, it's a, it's a big journey. A hundred percent. Definitely, I'll speak for my co-hosts and say that we appreciate that offer and these kind words. Um, if we can make it out there, I personally want to make it out to the Bay. I've never been out there. I've been out to L.A. multiple times, lived in San Diego, back, so never been to the happen. Bay. So Let's make it happen. On the Ooh, destination sure. list, September, I mean, that's around our three-year anniversary as well. So, you it know, there could be something there. The Bay, um, uh, San Francisco yeah. might have to fight with New York and Minnesota, though. That is true. We have had, I don't know if there's been promises made, but there have been lots of talks about where our next live show needs to be. Um, but I, I just want to say, Nick, I really, re again, resonating with a lot of things that you say, and especially here, closing it out, um, that power and the power and validation is so, so palpable and profound, especially within this community, to be seen to know that you can get into your Al Bundy and just be yourself, let your hair down, do your thing and know that you don't have to like justify or explain yourself or like go out of your way to try and make that conversation to make it work because everyone in that room has a, had a similar experience to you in the sense that they've had to, they've had to navigate that conversation and it feels good. Um, I totally agree. I think the last two and a half years have been a overall net positive, great time for me. Um, finding this community, finding these two guys and, and doing this show week after week, you know, creating and facilitating community with other adoptees, not even just Korean adoptees, but really growing and expanding that community has been amazing. And all of the work that you're doing, the fact that you're out here telling your story now too, doing more different things. Did you just dab? <laughs> and throw on some sweet glasses. <laughs> All right, I'm coming to the right now. Give me uh, more admiration. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I don't know. I can't top any of that. If you now, I regret Nick, that if, this isn't a video podcast. Nick, if people <laughs> want to saying. see you, if people want to see you dabbing, if people want to connect with you, learn how to get involved in the Bay Area organizations or just any of the organizations that you're involved with, how can they find you? Where do they follow you at? Uh, let them know. Yeah, so so I have a huge statue of myself in North Korea, you know, that they can see from um, west of. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so AKSF, we have a website. Um, okay, for me, uh, my Instagram is Korean Bomba. Um, 
Facebook, uh, I'm on there, Nicholas Green. Um, and uh, yeah. Nick, I was just going to say thank you again for giving us your time, for taking the time to share your story with us and to relay all this information about the organizations you've been working with. What do we got here? What do we got for Nathan here? We got, Describe we got a bootleg. Okay, so, so bootleg, half skeleton, half like old school Batman. So I get my Legos from a bootleg kind of black market website. Um, it's like, you know, the Bugatti, uh, like Technic Lego set. Yeah. It's like a hundred bucks. So oh, yes. instead of like three fifty. So if you ever want Perfect. the link, let me know. You know oh no. The the oh, BBS, no. you know. If if, if it doesn't say Lego, I burn it. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> He's well, a Lego so guy. Lego He's a yeah. purist over here. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I have yeah, something yeah. I have something called imposter syndrome. So it, it, it kind of bleeds <laughs> on to, to everything. Nathan is a Nathan is um enraptured by the brand so. he's like a, yeah he's like a, a pure blood he's like whoa pure blood legos only an evangelist get out of here with your with your muggle legos is that track does that work i think it works um well again nick thank you so much if uh any of you listeners out here want to comment on any of the controversial things that nick said about <laughs> bts you can do that at any of his social medias that we'll link down here in the show notes you can also write to us if you want you can do that at john chi show on all the social medias you can do it by email john chi show at just like you can also do it by phone leaving us a voicemail at 972-677-8867 um we just had a really great Inter- or interview a really great voicemail, voicemail that was played by, played <laughs> on week. our previous episode to, of this and that was really fun so and we really we hope to get they made it to their like appointment yeah. and we really hope that those people made it to their appointment um uh if you want to get a hold of me you can do that at patrick in the world on most internet social medias i'm at kj relke wherever i want to be found on the internet and I am N. Nowak on Instagram. And again, feel free to tell me that there needs to be more Asian Lego out there. I'm, I'm all for that. <laughs> we are all for the Asian Lego here. It's called representation. Hashtag representation. Hashtag Johnchi Boys demanding representation. Um, yeah. On the cat with sunglasses note, Nick, again, it's been a pleasure. We'll definitely have to talk yeah. off air about all of the wonderful things that we can hopefully partner on. Um, but for you listeners, until next week, John Chi. John Chi, hey yo! Hey-o. Hey-o.